Welcome to the Paleo View. I'm Stacey Toth of PaleoParents.com. You might also know me as the broth lady or the inventor of the hashtag more vegetables than a vegetarian. I'm the co-author of several paleo cookbooks, including Eat Like a Dinosaur, Beyond Bacon, Real Life Paleo. I like to talk about health at any size and self-love and personal acceptance. Specifically, I have a love for lifting heavy things. If you're interested in finding more out about that, you can also find me on Strongwoman Radio. And I'm Dr. Sarah Valentine of thepaleomom.com. I'm the New York Times bestselling author of The Paleo Approach and The Paleo Approach Cookbook. I'm passionate about nutrient density and the intersection of diet and lifestyle with health, which really means I just love talking about science. News and views, where Sarah and I catch up and you get to listen to our gossip. Hello. Welcome back to the East Coast. Uh, my body has no idea what time it is. <laughs> I'm sure. I saw you I saw you post like really late Eastern time at one point. It must have been like 10 or 11 oh, Vegas gosh. time. Uh, probably like 11, yeah. 11 o'clock. Uh, yeah, no. So it was, it's one of the artifacts of these like really short trips is that there's no adjustment period and you just, especially for traveling for something like a book signing, like the book signing di- then dictates like what time you have to get up, what time you're going to eat, like what time you're going go to at, go to bed at. And it's just like, oh, all of a sudden I'm living in, in Pacific time with no adjustment whatsoever. <laughs> and Yeah, I mean the best solution in that case is to be the old lady that's like, we have to eat dinner at 4 p.m. <laughs> because so, it's like 7 o'clock your time. I, I mean – Elena and I really tra- – well, I guess Elena only had a two-hour time difference, but we we tried. And funnily enough, like I think I actually did a pretty good job getting enough hours in bed sleeping while I was away, but my sleep quality wasn't good. I think there was just that that sort of mismatch between melatonin and cortisol and what – you know, circadian rhythm entrenchment. So I was sleeping, but it was really light sleep. And um, I am like shocked how <laughs> wrecked I feel today. I have had two power naps already, and um, I mean I've generally followed my normal schedule and and, and tried to be a productive member of society, but um, but it's yeah I've just I'm I'm in this like oh right sleep's really important. Funny I know somebody who just wrote a giant e program about that. <laughs> <laughs> just goes to show why you do oh, these things. Why, why I think that it's so important. Yeah, so I'm glad it wasn't. I'm, I'm really glad it wasn't a longer trip because I felt great while I was sort of on, like while I was traveling and I had all the stimulation around me and I had, you know, like book signings for me are just really amazing experiences and I really love meeting people and hearing their stories and, um, and so for that there's like this. There's this great social connection high, like it's it's just such a fantastic experience, um, and I, I basically rode that the entire time I was traveling, and then I got home and I was like, I would like to just lie down and sleep for 48 hours, please. So today's been, uh, I, oh, I've I've basically been a zombie all day. I mean, I haven't actually eaten anybody's brains. <laughs> But uh, maybe in animals. I mean, just depends. Just 
what's, what's, what's going on in the freezer, you know? In supplement form, perhaps. Well, ironically, even though you're the one that's jet-lagged, I was the one that was late to the podcast because we were playing a pretty hardcore family game of Quirkle. There was, like... It's, what's Quirkle? I, I love this one. How can you not know Quirkle? Like, your daughters would love this game. It's a little like block building game where you build a board kind of like Scrabble and or Blockus if you've played that. But Yeah, I've seen Blockus, yeah. But you connect pieces to make patterns based on colors or shapes similar to Uno. But you do it like in these block forms and you like there's six shapes and six colors. And so when you get a quirkle, it's when you have either all of the same shapes and six colors or all of the same color in the different shapes. I think I said that correctly. Um, and like all different shapes. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. It's one or the other, right? Like all the same color or all the same shapes, but it's the rest is the opposite. Um and, you know, we're a pretty competitive family. We got this game because... I've never noticed that before. I know, right? We got this game because it's really kid-friendly, um, and Wesley loves Blockus. It's, like, his favorite game. And so we thought that this was one that he could do so that we can all play together rather than being on teams, is it, what we call it. Yeah, you know? it's tough when, you know, our, our six-year-old is sort of, like, what she wants to play is a kind of a different type of game still from what the whole rest of the family wants to play yeah. so find those games where like everybody's actually having fun like there's a few but it's uh it's a rare experience especially because my six-year-old is uh, a very bad loser <laughs> yes so we find the games like trouble and sorry which he can also play are not very family friendly in terms of like competitive. Oh, I'm killing you. On the, exactly. I'm like competitive person. I just like see them going and getting the chef's knife out of the kitchen. Like I'm coming for you. Um, <laughs> but Blackus and Quirkle work really well for us. So we were we were playing a serious a serious hardcore game of Quirkle, and uh, Finny and I tied, which is fun. You know, like so, nobody was the winner. Finn and I tied. Can I, so. can I tell you that uh, board games featured heavily in my Las Vegas experience? Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about so those listeners who might think, "Hey, what are we talking about today?" This is it. Um, <laughs> this is Sarah's recovery this is, show. This is uh, Sarah does not have the mental clarity to actually say anything nerdy and dorky. Which, given the feedback I got on my book signings this weekend, people really like. So since I'm incapable of actually stringing together a coherent sentence, we're going to what? check in. Check in. I love that you visited Victory Belt, our publisher, yeah. in Vegas and went hiking in the Red Rocks because I've been to Sedona, Arizona, which also has Red Rocks. And they're just like it's one of the most breathtaking things I've ever seen. And so I loved that you guys made time for a hike so and did that. So this was my first trip to Vegas. And I uh, I did go out for dinner to a nice restaurant. So that was a kind of a Vegasy thing. We went for a hike in uh, Red Rock Canyon. And then I, I played board games. So those, those were my Vegas experiences. <laughs> was so I, did you did you end up no at casinos like, involved? Did you end up at like a gas station or a convenience store and see the electronic like gambling machines? Because that is what blew my mind when I was in Vegas. I mean, they were all over the airport. Um, but no, I so it was um 
I think it was a very atypical Vegas experience. And I think partly was it was because we were hanging out um, with uh, our publisher and his wife and we were all tired and we were all kind of in this self-preservation mode. So even the evening that we had talked about going to see a show, when we finished the book signing, I said, I think I'm too tired for a show. And everyone was like, oh, thank goodness. We were we were so worried about how we were going to handle going to a show because we're all so tired too. And so, um, so we ended up playing Boggle. Have you played Boggle? I have. Um, and, and it was very fun. I don't. I don't think Eris listens to this. I, I, <laughs> I, I kicked his butt. It was <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. Um, I, I would be. I bet Georgina listens to it. Uh, Georgina also kicked his butt, which was also <laughs> pretty amusing. Ge- Georgina, being the wife of our publisher, Eris, English yes. is a second language. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we've we've all promised rematches when we're all uh, better rested and and. Uh, have better clarity of thought but um no so it was um uh, elena and i um are doing these two sort of mini book tour weekends to promote um healing kitchen and we really decided that we should pair this back to two weekends uh one because the book came out right before the holidays and it was just too crazy to even think about doing a book signings over the holidays. Bookstores don't like to host events over the holidays because their stores are so busy. Um, I'm writing another book, which is tentatively scheduled to come out in November. And it's another big giant. It's actually right now looking like it'll be bigger than the paleo approach. (laughs) Um, We're going to go hardcover because um, I asked if I could please make it 500 pages. So um, it's, it's and it's so it's just a tremendous amount of work and I'm I'm still in that like trying to get the bits and pieces organized so I can see the whole the whole framework of the book and so it's it's really kind of like hunker down and and get this get some writing done time for me um, and Elena is uh, expecting so um, she wasn't terribly excited about. Um, doing a ton of traveling when she's feeling kind of tired and wants to just focus on her health and uh, her new job. So um, so we agreed that we would do these two weekends. So this past weekend, we were in Phoenix on Saturday and Vegas on Sunday. Um, and if you live in those cities and you missed us, um, I suggest um, signing up for my newsletter because that is where all events are are always listed with the most amount of warning. We put things out on Instagram and Facebook, but depending on, you know, when people check those, you know, you can miss them if you, you typically only see the last post, right? Not three posts ago that happened to be the one that would talked about that. Um, and so we're doing in, uh, well, it'll be next weekend by the time this podcast goes live. Uh, we're going to be in Austin and Houston, um, we're going to be in Austin Friday night, the 29th, and we're going to be in Houston on Saturday, the 30th. I think those are, I think I'm feeling like I should check a calendar. Yes, that's correct. Um, and then I think that will be it for now. I think, um, both of us are, are in, uh, look after our health modes and, and certainly how I feel today makes me so happy. That was the decision. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry, all you northern cities, but you get snow this time of year. Um, but um, if 
I will hopefully be doing a more more extensive book tour in the fall uh, when my next book comes out. So um, just keep tuning in and there'll be more like, no, I'm not telling you what my book's about yet. Um, but there'll be lots of announcements in the next, I would, I would guess at least two months from now that it'll be at least two months before I'm ready to announce what I'm working on. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so it was crazy travel, amazing events, like just the most like wonderful engaged crowds and just the neatest people to talk to. And both events went, ran way over time and, um, Lots of people said to say hi to you. Oh, thanks. Uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> and also, congratulations to Alana, like, Elena. I don't Elena. know why I always, like, pronounce her name incorrectly, knowing that it's being pronounced incorrectly. Sorry, honey. But congratulations. I'm so excited for you, because I know you're listening. She she probably is listening. She probably is like, Sarah, why did you say something? I'm like, well, you told everyone at the book signings. So No, no, no. It was in her, it was in her social media. Okay. I saw it. Well, that's good, because she can't hide it anymore, because... <laughs> She's got a giant. She, it was. Lit, I think she literally popped last week. So, you know, I saw her a month ago. And I saw her. I saw her Friday. I was like, "Uh, you, honey, you got a lot more pregnant. Like, <laughs> a lot, because a month ago you couldn't tell at all, and now I want to rub your belly, which she very, very patiently and politely allowed me to do. Which was nice. <laughs> um. So, um. So yeah, she's very she's very excited. I'm very excited for her and um and it's it's just yeah, it was awesome. So it was it was really wonderful hanging out with her, hanging out with with Erish and Georgina and um meeting. We had some some people who came to your my book signing in Phoenix just over a year ago who came back to see me and Elena and that was really fun cuz you remember how punchy that group was? I love that group. Yeah, they the the punch people came back, so it just made it like really fun. I still remember the lady who was like converting from vegetarianism as one of, like it's as I re- go back and read our book tour blog post that I like recapped sometimes just as like a, oh wasn't that amazing, and um, that's one of those people that like I don't have to be reminded to remember like that and the broth that was brought in both New York and um oh, the homemade stuff uh, in Toronto like pe- people bringing food i can't ever forget so that and there sh- was the chicago uber ride phoenix who brought me um vegetables from a local farm that he had like gone out to to pick up that morning to bring me and he was he was, i was like Oh my gosh, like red lettuce is my favorite vegetable. He's like, I know. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So, um, and it was, by the way, Jeremy Johnson, because I remember your name. Um, that really was the best lettuce I'd ever had. So you were totally right. It was absolutely amazing. Um, and then do you remember from Phoenix, Ashley, who sent us um, cards with our picture on it after after the event? Yeah. She came back and then took pictures for cards again. So I'm like super excited. It's like, oh, I get a card again. So it was it was really, really neat. And um we had a great we had just a great crowd and not in that Vegas not that well. we don't love every single person that comes. No, it's just, just we can't possibly remember everybody off the top of our head. But if you instantly. come more than once and you give me presents, I have a really much better chance of remembering <laughs> you. It does happen. Um 
but uh, and then Vegas was just um, it was a really neat crowd and it turns out we were actually the first paleo authors to ever do an event in Vegas. Interesting. I, I was wondering if that was the case. Cause I know some other authors have come out and visited victory belt. Um, I thought there was a Costco signing there once, but nevertheless, that's super awesome. Um, so it was, it was, uh, it was really neat to kind of meet the Vegas community. And it sounded like there was fewer resources. Like it wasn't as, as, paleo friendly of a city compared to some of the other cities that we tend to go to. I can imagine. So there was, it was really neat because, um, and we've, this has happened at other book signings, but where like people are like meeting each other at the book signing. Cause they like have this amazing thing in common that they're coming to a paleo book signing. And then they start sharing like resources. Oh, you can go to the Mexican market and that's where you can get beef bones for broth. Like, and it was all these like little bits of tidbits and sharing doctor's information. And it was really neat to sort of watch those connections happening and people exchanging phone numbers. And, um, I, I always love to see where a book signing becomes like a community. Um, and, uh, and, it, it was just, it was really fun. So, but both, both events were just really fantastic. I, I would definitely, uh, I will definitely be putting those cities on my go back to list. Um, not that I can think of any cities that are on a don't go back to list. Frank, do I, are there any cities I would never go back to? No, no, I don't think so. so they, can you think of any cities that you refuse to go back to? Um, it's not that's, that I refuse, that's a horrible thing to put. It's not that I refuse to go back there. But I'm not sure I would go back to Florida because I think we talked about before how, like, Florida just seems to have this laissez-faire relaxation attitude. And there was by far, like, an average of 50, maybe 40% of people who would come to RSVP generally. Like, you know, the RSVP and you can kind of count on half that number of people showing. Different cities, like, really have different turnout rate. Yeah. So in so, Florida, it's like 10%. <laughs> because... so both of our events this weekend, like Phoenix was pretty much 100% and Vegas was over 100%. There were more people at the event than RSVP'd. Well, that's the way. Right. So I'm like, that's pretty amazing. So um, yeah, but certain cities, I mean, Atlanta, which I love because I live here, is another like, it's a 50% on a good day city. Uh, so I'm not sorry to call you out, Atlanta, but I've get I've your been act both, together. Florida been to a lot of book signings here because I also always try to go to like if any other paleo authors come here, I always try to you know yeah. support them and go out to their book signings. And um, it's uh, I mean, certain cities are like that, and then certain cities are like amazing. Like I think Portland was a really high turnout. Seattle's always been a really high turnout for me. Like certain cities just. I, 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 and I don't know, I don't, I mean, maybe we were just unlucky with the days and the weather and the traffic or whatever, but, um, it was also kind of over the holidays and cold in a lot of the cities and anyway, um, not Tampa, however, but, (laughs) um, so I want to let you get to sleep before we do that. I have one thing that I need to say. And that is thank you to our listeners for nominating us in not one, but two best of paleo categories for paleo magazine, best of 2015. Um, I was 
really surprised because the first page was what I thought all the nominations were. And there was like a new paleo podcast category on page one. And so I was like, oh, we didn't make it this year. <laughs> that sucks. We're, but, we're not particularly new. Right. But, so we're okay. not new. But so, okay. So I went about my day and then, then I got an email from Kane saying, hey, congratulations. We've been nominated. And I was like, really? Where? So I went in and did the survey on page one and then got to page two, which is where um, our blog was nominated. Some of your stuff was nominated. And then the podcast had been nominated for both general health as well as science. And I didn't see any other podcast that, that um, was nominated in both of those categories. Nominated in both. And so that. I those, think it's an amazing testament to how we balance those two things, yeah. right? So we That try people weren't it. sure where to put it and they nominated us for <laughs> both. We don't know if this is a science podcast <laughs> or a health podcast. No, but I think that was a really intentional decision of ours when we um, started the podcast was to try and find that balance between dorky science content and just real life practical how to um, you know, what's happening in the paleosphere, sort of like, you know, keeping up to date with with things and parenting and really touching on the whole the whole gamut. So it's kind of cool to see that reflected in those nominations. Definitely. And voting is open through January 31st, 2016. So if you're listening to this podcast, we would absolutely love your vote. We will put a link in the show notes. But of course, you can probably just Google uh, Paleo Magazine Best of 2015 vote, and it'll come up for you. Um, And if you vote, you will also get a discount code at the end of voting to receive copies of Paleo Magazine, which I receive and genuinely enjoy reading. So um, I don't think there's a mailing list. Like you put in your email address, and I've put in my email address every year when I voted. And I uh, know um, I've never gotten any. Never gotten like, an email. So no. it's just it's just, just to make voting. sure that you don't vote seventeen times. Yeah, I mean, you could register seventeen emails if you, you had seventeen different email addresses. Yeah, there's there's that. Um, and we're not encouraging people to do that, of course. <laughs> but I mean, if you love us that much, we're not going to hate. I mean, <laughs> no one's going to say anything at all. Also, <laughs> I just want to personally thank people for nominating our blog under the best family blog category, because I, I know I put this out in a newsletter, but I genuinely did not expect to be nominated for best of paleo this year because we took 2015 off as a recovery year and to spend family time together. And we weren't doing as much of our own content development as we had been in previous years. And we also weren't marketing. We didn't put out a new ebook. We didn't put out a new regular book like that. It was just the year for us to really focus on spending time with the family, which is what our boys had asked us to do was to kind of pull back and spend more time together, which has been wonderful and absolutely the right decision for us. So I was completely taken aback and thankful for that nomination. And um, some of the feedback that I've gotten for people is that us sharing Cole's story has been really powerful for them in 2015. And I just want to point out that if we had not have pulled back and if we had not focused as a family on, you know, how to resolve these things and spent the time that it takes to go to wrestling three times a week, which is two to three hours each time and go to tournaments on Sunday. Like that's a big time commitment that we could not have done if we were still 
blogging as much and writing cookbooks between my full-time job and everything else we have going on. So I feel like it's really interesting that even though we weren't contributing in a way that I thought we were actively contributing to, what what we were able to provide content-wise as a result of that ended up really allowing people to connect with us and our story and things that were still happening. Um, so just thank you for that nomination and uh, the comments that people have provided regarding um, that. And I have talked with Cole um, about maybe coming back on the podcast in the future because um, he has made so much tremendous progress and has a lot less resentment and anger than <laughs> he originally had about some of the changes that we're making. And we did blog about that and I've he, talked he about was, it. But he was pretty upset about not being able to play video games. Yeah. And I mean, he's, I'm not going to say he's not still upset about it, but he doesn't think about it anymore. He's not like constantly reminding us of it. And um, he now asks to do different things instead of constantly saying like, but I want this, but I want this, but I want this. Like it's, it's no longer in the forefront of his mind, which is, great. I mean, I I get it. I was a kid once. I'm also an adult. Like if someone took away something that I liked and said, but it doesn't make you your best person, like I'd be sad too. Um, but he's got, he's, he's got um, a lot better emotional, um, stability or, you know, he's, he's okay with it in a way that he kind of wasn't before. But, um, more importantly, we've seen such tremendous, growth from him and particularly about wrestling and that kind of stuff that's going really well. And so he has asked me not to like blog and talk and share pictures of him wrestling. Um, so I'm giving him that respect and personal space, but, uh, yeah, that was just a big long ramble and my way of saying thank you. <laughs> I don't know how to say that without bumbling along the way. Um, I was really excited to see two of my other projects get nominated as well. So Healing Kitchen got nominated for Best New Specialty Cookbook, which is like crazy exciting. And um, Paleobites got nominated. My television show pilot got nominated for um, Best New Idea. Um, and I'd just like to encourage anybody who listens who hasn't checked out the pilot um, one of the things that we are trying to do is demonstrate to television networks that there's a really big audience that would love to watch a paleo cooking show. Um, and the way to do that is by going and watching the pilot on YouTube. So we can also put a link in the show notes um, to the Paleo Bites pilot. But if you haven't checked it out yet, please do share it with your friends, uh, comment on it, tell me how dorky I am when I do the bacon dance, because um, it's, it's, it's dorky. Um, but, um, but that's also um, sort of one of those like, background projects that um i put a lot of work into and it would be really nice to see something come of it i voted for it Ah, thank you i voted for paleo parents for best family blog thank you i also voted for paleo takeout um i did too because that's like i mean frankly for me 2015 it was my favorite book of last year. I mean, I hate to like tell you that because you put out a book in 2015 and I love The Healing Kitchen, but we cook out of um, Paleo Takeout probably once a week. Like we just love that book. Um, and what else was on there? Vital Proteins was on there. Mm -hmm. Voted for Vital Proteins. Um, I voted for One Stop Paleo Shop because that is our family's personal favorite paleo store. Um, I'm trying to think, but. 
And I voted for the Yiddish Kitchen bagels as my favorite, like, singular recipe. We made those on Christmas morning and had, like, smoked salmon with them. And holy bagoli, they were really good. So, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, there's a lot of fun things that you might not, as a reader, you might be exposed to new ideas by simply reading that list. I know. I was. It's kind of a neat, like, Especially, I find like the best new categories. I'm yes. Like, oh, what's that? Exactly. I'm that like, out. what's oh, that what's blog? That? What's this book? What's that? Yeah. Po- that person has that. a podcast. I had no idea. Like, yeah. it's really cool to to check out the list and um, to see what people are into, products and stuff. Last year, I really loved the best hashtag category, and that did not come back this year. So, Kane, if you're listening. Or Tony, Tony's probably That's true. listening. You what think happened? Tony's behind it? What happened to the best? I'm well. I mean. Tony has his hands in all those cookie jars, um, <laughs> <laughs> but Tony Frederico is who I'm talking about, and uh, Kane Credicott uh, founded Paleo Magazine. Is that the right word? Probably. He's the boss. He's, he's the he's the head honcho. He's, he's the big yeah. guy, yeah. president, whatever. But, I don't know what he calls himself. Anyway, CEO, so last year, two of my hashtags made the um, top five. I, actually, I, they made like. Um, two of the three top three positions. And so I was like, oh man, no hashtags, but I get it. Hashtags aren't paleo, I guess. So, well, and did we already like been there, done that? Did yeah. Maybe like that? those were the best. There's no new ones. I would have, I, I guarantee you the one that would have won this year is paleo YOLO. Have you seen that one? Like it's spelled P A L Y O L O. I think. And it's like people who are eating things that are not paleo. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like you only live once. Um, and it's funny to see like paleo bloggers kind of use that hashtag as a way to be like, you know, paleo police go away kind of thing. So it's interesting. But that, Okay. I'm, I'm looking at that hashtag right now. You're going to search it. Definitely. You'll be entertained by all the things that the people are eating. And, uh... Yes. Just don't look at that hashtag when you're hungry because you probably won't make the best yeah, choices. Yeah, I'm, I'm like salivating with like food I can't eat. <laughs> nope. So I'm going nope. to, no, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to put my phone down and not look at that anymore is what's going to happen. Uh, I mean, there's, there's, I, I have found lots of tasty things that I can eat. So I'm just going to focus on that. <laughs> um, And I'm really jealous of people who can get away with the occasional consumption of things like that because that wrecks me. Yeah. Okay. There are some times where I'm like, I mean, how bad would it really be? <laughs> but I don't. So, I but don't. the last time I was like glutened with like a, a bunless burger cooked at a place that was supposed to have really good separation skills. Like I was throwing up three hours later. So That's not I'm like, to mess with. that was like trace gluten. I'm like, I'm pretty sure a slice of bread is not, it's not something that's going to happen. Sadly. It would, I, I, yeah, not sadly. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I haven't, there, there are a couple foods that I, if, if I knew I was dying or like if it was my last meal on death row, like I would just, what like, would you do to get on death row? I'm Holy just saying like, that would, that would be my, my gluten meal. <laughs> If I knew I was about to be dead, it, stuffed crust pizza and Oreos all the way. Oreos. 
Oh, that would not be my choice. Really? Yeah. Oreo ice cream. With- you can get like Trader JoJo's. They're the same thing. Those have dairy. But the Glutino ones don't. Mm. Um, but uh, yes, yes, I can get. My kids told me they don't like the Trader Joe. JoJo's. They told me they upset their stomach. I wonder what's in them. Well, so we don't do any dairy in this house yeah. because yeah. it's not my six-year-old's so sensitive and it's not fair. Well, right? they don't. So just to be clear, it's not like they're eating that every day. Everybody, <laughs> that's what they. The kids usually get a block of like a store-bought box of gluten-free cookies that they leave in your in their classroom that's nut free because they're a nut free classroom so i can't send in like yeah. we do the cookies. same thing we yeah. um, enjoy life we yeah we've we've settled on tate's cookies at this point but there was a time where i got them the gluten-free version of trader jojo's and i remember finn came to me one day and he was like or no it was cole he's like don't buy those for me anymore they make my stomach upset i'm like all right I love that you can articulate this, like yeah. figure this out and then My articulate kids, that well, to me. When we, when we travel home, there's usually at least one grandparent who buys a, a, a box, if not two mm-hmm. of like one of the, I think it's usually Glutino um, brand. And uh, it's just so much sugar. It's so yeah. like none of us can handle that much sugar. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I I think even my even my kids love eighty five percent chocolate. Like that is like they get crazy excited. Wait, I get to have and the chocolate that I keep in their classroom is eighty eight percent because um, endangered species does um square like the little mm. individually wrapped squares of eighty eight percent, and that chocolate has soy lecithin in it, um, which definitely doesn't work for me, but seems okay with my kids, and um, and so that's like. When the teacher's handing out Snickers, like the fun size Snickers bars, that's what my kids get instead. It's not like a daily thing. Don't like I don't have there aren't those teachers that just hand out yeah, candy all yeah. the time. But um, but that way the teacher just doesn't have to like plan ahead or call me every time. They're just there in the classroom. Yeah. So there's something for um, you know if the teacher's giving a treat versus if a parent's bringing in cupcakes. And um, yeah, my kids just. Love them. And actually, what was really funny was I was having lunch with um, my kids last week, one day, and one of the other kids in my nine-year-old's class said, that just looks like really good chocolate. That chocolate <laughs> at the classroom. I'm like, oh, it really is. It's 88%. She goes, oh, yum. I was like, oh, mm, that's just, like my kid's not the only kid who thinks dark, cho- dark chocolate's amazing. It's not a weird thing. Well, I will tell you last story before I send you to bed. Yes. I bring in my kids' leftover Halloween candy to a bowl that I keep on my office conference table. So it encourages people to actually come and talk to my face instead of just like emailing me at work. And um, usually the the Halloween candy goes pretty quickly. Like people are interested in those types of foods. and But I also have... Like the Trader Joe's um, honey mints, the dark chocolate mm-hmm. covered honey mints, and I keep lint dark chocolate truffles, and um, I keep those mostly for myself, so that if I want, like, um, if I eat something really oniony after lunch, and then I have a meeting, like I'll have a Trader Joe's mint before I go to whatever. Um, and so those are what people come in for. And like, if that bowl is empty and I'm like, 
you know, someone says, hey, do you have some chocolate? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's right here. They'll look at me and they're going, no, 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 I want the good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're making progress in the world. Um, Not everybody, but some people, they're like, I know you have the good stuff. Give it up. Give it up. Where is it? Yeah. Oh, yes. Sugar is awesome. But I love that. I uh, It's one of those things that whenever you talk to somebody who's like starting off on this journey and they're having foods that are having a really hard time giving up, you know, the palate adapts so quickly. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm at a phase now um, where a piece of fruit, depending on the fruit, can be like sickeningly sweet and um, and just it can be really just as satisfying as any dessert and 85% chocolate is or 90% chocolate is just amazing. And, um, and my kids are, are and husband are at that point as well. And so we, we can still have treats, but it's just like way lower sugar, but it still hits the same buttons. So when you're like first trying paleo and you're like 85% chocolate is the most bitter thing. I can't stand it. Like just give it a little time because your, your taste buds turn over so quickly that it doesn't take very long before that 85% chocolate tastes way sweeter. My favorite treat right now is unsweetened dried mango from Whole Foods. It's the only place I can find it. I'm sure you can find it online. But every other place puts sugar on dried mango. She put sugar on mango. Mango, Right? But all of dried mango has sugar on it everywhere. But we found one at Whole Foods that only has mango. And it's like... It's the most intense mango flavor. It's so amazing. And like one or two slices is like all you need. You, you are an exceptional mango nut. I love like mangoes. You, you really love mangoes. I really do. I really love mangoes. I love them frozen. I love mango sticky mm-hmm. rice, w- which we have a paleo-friendly recipe for on the blog. Like I just, mangoes are maybe one of my favorite fruits, but. I didn't even realize that until you just told me. And I'm like, yep, I think you're right. I think I love I mean, mangoes. I am I'm fairly certain that there have been mango-related conversations on the podcast before. Yep. Yep. All right, lady. You need to go to bed. And- yeah, I do. You just see, I, you, if you could see how much I'd slumped in my chair in the last 10 minutes, like I'm barely <laughs> up right now. It's just – it's just it got – it got – it's – yeah. No, go, I really need to. Go pet your cat. Put on – Put on your comfy things, climb into bed, relax. Do I'm your, in my pajamas. Do your, do your jam. <laughs> I'm in my pajamas. I'm going to go throw on some meditation music, meditate, and then go to bed. That's what's about to happen. And it's going to be joyous. And then I'm going to wake up tomorrow and work out. I, I've been working out. I worked out Friday. I touched, I touched heavy things. <gasps> I lifted I'm so things excited and stuff. for you. Yeah, I just I'm, sat upright. I'm doing. That's how excited I am. I'm doing amazing things. We're Finn and I are doing handstand month because inversion will help my back as well. And so now I'm feeling well enough that I can invert. Um, practicing inversion every night. So super excited how well I'm feeling and how well my back is doing. That is awesome. I just registered for the CrossFit Open. Whoop, whoop. I know. I'm, I'm not going to do the open, but I will totally cheer everybody on. Have you ever done the open? I did do the open one year and I had to do one of the open exercises really hungover, hungover and I vomited, which is the only time I've ever vomited from working out before. So kind of don't like the open. I've done also some exercises from the open. Just so like it's kind of like, like having a bad experience with tequila and then you don't like tequila, yep, pretty but much. you're blaming it on the CrossFit open. Yep. 
I mean, I fully disclose that it was my, it was a really poor life choice, but (laughs) I did it anyway. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really enjoyed it last year and I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how, how, um, how I do this year compared to last year. And, um, you know, I've been, I've been really consistent with my training and, and seeing some amazing progress. We did on Friday, a seven minute burpee challenge. So it was, I think 12.1. It was one of the old open workouts cause mm-hmm. we're, our, our gym is starting to give us the taste of open workouts by programming one or two a week, every week. And I got 88. Nice. Seven minutes. And I was like, you don't think I can move fast, but I can move fast. Like I felt so stoked. Cause I was, my goal was to hit 70. Yeah. I was going to say my goal would have been 70. And uh, when I hit 70, I had like two and a half minutes left. Granted, I got like 19 in the first minute. It was like downhill from there because it was like, oh, wait, burpees are really hard. In the last two and a half minutes, it was like all mental because like I hit my goal. I can stop now. I'm like, no, you can't stop. Now you have to try and hit 80. And then once I hit 80, now you have to try and hit 90. You can't stop. You got to keep going. But it was there was this like amazing mental discussion happening about I was starting to fantasize about getting to the bottom of a burpee and then just rolling over onto my back. (laughs) (laughs) It was like just like really vivid fantasy in the middle of burpees about not doing them anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. And then my lats hurt for like two days. Awesome. Um, We'll go to bed. Yes, I'm going to sleep and I'm going to we'll be back next week with a real show. We've got um I think a really great sort of January topic to talk about next week. And um thank you. Um and thank you everybody and uh thanks for listening. Don't forget to go vote if you want to. We'll put a link in the show notes and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to the Paleo View. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping for our favorite paleo products on the sidebars of our individual websites or by donating through PayPal. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.